Welcome to Life, Love, and Everything Else, the number one show dedicated to giving you wisdom to help you live a better, more successful life by showing you how to make right choices in everyday life situations. Now, let's go right into today's program. Hello everyone, I'm Belise Smith, the host of Life, Love, and Everything Else. I want to thank you for tuning in. Please comment and become a part of our Life, Love Circle by subscribing so that you are among the first notified of all new episodes. Thank you so much for your support. Today I want to talk about something that is rarely talked about that has a major impact on our lives, on being happy and prosperous, prosperous, and, and a very important thing in being in the right place with God. Because in order to be happy and prosperous, and some people say, oh, this is not true, but being a believer, I say that it. I've seen it to be true that you have to be in a right place with God because, sure, people can experience wealth and have riches in their own form of what they may say is happiness, but the Word clearly tells us that with God, wealth comes without sorrow. How many times have we heard things about very, very wealthy people who are miserable, who have so much going on in their lives and they're not happy, they're not satisfied with anything, and it's, and it's like they make a deal to be rich and be miserable or to not have as much and to have more peace. But you really don't have to make that choice like that. You don't have to choose peace over wealth when we submit to God and the things of God. And one of the major things that is not talked about that hinders people from being in that space with God to enjoy the goodness of the Lord and to be at peace. And that thing is taming the flesh. Taming that flesh is the way to be in the right place, in the right way with God and absorbing all of the good things that come with having our relationship with God. Many of the things going on in the world today are due to mankind being out of sync with God. And what causes mankind to be out of sync with God is the fact that mankind using their free will to oppose the things that God have required of people in order to be in line with his mandates that would offer the life, the type of lives that God created people to have. And, and when mankind exercises their will to go against 
things that God has mandated for us to do, that is being put in a position to, to oppose God. What causes the opposition to God is the flesh. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse through 7 and 9, where it says, Because the carnal mind, and a carnal mind is a worldly mind, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. And the word enmity simply means to be actively opposing or in hostility towards something or someone. The flesh of mankind is always in opposition and hostile towards the things of God. And that occurred with the first sin in the Garden of Eden. And ever since that rebellion or disobedience in the Garden of Eden is when the flesh became in opposition of God. It is something that has carried on with mankind to deal with and it requires us to make a conscious decision to follow the things of God, to obey the will of God, to submit to God. But when mankind is not in the flesh but in the spirit, indeed the spirit of God dwells in us. It is imperative to tame the flesh in order to experience true blessings of God by being able to be connected with God. The flesh cannot be connected with God. It's only by the Spirit because God is of spirit. As many say they pray for the blessings of God and then some feel disappointed because they don't feel like their prayers are being answered without realizing the reason their prayers are not being answered is because they are in the flesh and not of the spirit. In order, and in sometimes, in order to tr- experience the true blessings of God, it has to come by the spirit. And in order to please God in the spirit, You have to actively put that flesh under submission, which means you have to go through something in order to tame that flesh. This is one of the reasons behind Christ giving his life on the cross the way he did, because it was an example of sacrificing the flesh in order to get a true connection to God. The reason it is said that Christ was the ultimate sacrifice because in previous times, in ancient times, sacrifices were required in all different ways, animals and all that, all of those things. But Christ was the ultimate sacrifice because he came in human form. He came in human form to be an example that the human flesh had to be sacrificed through people's actions and what's in their minds, heart, soul, and spirit in order to have that true connection with God. You cannot have a true connection with God with a carnal mind. A carnal mind, i.e. the flesh, because the flesh 
constantly opposes God does not want to do what God has required us to do. And one of the reasons I'm talking about this is because I'm seeing so many things going on today that people are suffering in relationships, suffering uh, financially, suffering in so many ways. And when you look at the total picture of it, it all goes back to the opposition of the flesh towards God. I'm seeing people wanting relationships and desperate. I don't believe I have ever in my life seen as much desperations and loneliness and issues going on in relationships as I have seen in current times. But when you look at these, but when you look closely at the actions of people, many people are doing things that are so adversely from what God has called us to do in relationships. It's almost like people are not connecting the dots. You cannot have a blessed relationship with things that oppose the way that God created relationships to work. And one of the things that is said of relationships is that the marriage bed is undefiled. In other words, there are things that people are doing that are not married and they have become so perverted in these things that it's, it's a domino effect that's causing a lot of heartache, heartbreak, uh, disease, and all kind of perverted things that people are doing in so-called quote-unquote relationships that some things, when the Bible says, and one of the reasons for that being said is that because legally in today's time, you can only be married to one person, meaning that what you do with one person, you're not doing with a whole bunch of people. So you're not out there putting your bodies and your mouths on people who are also dealing with multiple people. And that is where all the different strands of strains of diseases come from. The body was not made for that. The marriage bed and only the marriage bed is undefiled because what you may do for pleasure to you with one person and that person knows you and you know that person and you all are not out there sleeping with other people and that cuts down on people getting diseases. You know that person. That cuts down on heartbreak, let pains, letdowns and disappointments and all type of diseases with more with multiple partners. So unsanitary and yet so many people are saying they're looking for true love, but the flesh is not practicing things that would bring in true love. In order to experience the bliss and all the blessings that God has for us, we have to get that flesh under control. And the way you get that flesh under control, you have to actually practice 
abstaining from things, not doing those things. When that flesh feels like it wants to act up and do something that your mind and your spirit tells you, gives you a red flag not to do that, then you have to exercise, put forth an effort to to restrain from some things. It's just like exercising. In order to get a fit, toned, strong body, you can't just go to the gym for an hour and mess around for an hour and then walk out that one hour on that one day and achieve maximum results. It's a continual thing over and over and over and in the beginning you'll feel weak and you'll feel tired and you'll hurt but as time goes on and you continue to practice and practice and practice putting that flesh under control using your mind and your will to do this thing and when you know anything you have the body the shape the strength the health that you want And when you look back, you'll be proud of all the effort it took to obtain the reward of this healthy, fit, toned, strong body. The same with taming the flesh when it comes to sexual things and relationships, when it comes to things on making monies and and all the other joys of life. There has to be some effort. There has to be some pressure on that flesh. There has to be something that you put in that's going to cost you. It's going to cost you the ability to restrain from doing the things that are not good for you in order to achieve this maximum result. The taming of the flesh is something that's greatly needed and people are not even thinking about it. We're seeing things that where the flesh is out of control, even in some so-called churches today. If there is a minister of any kind in a pulpit that has not learned or put in practice to tame their flesh, then that means you're sitting under somebody with a worldly carnal mindset and that worldly carnal mindset cannot hear from God. Because why? Their flesh, their mindset is always opposing God. And God is not going to break in on anybody. He comes to the willing heart, the willing spirit to hear and obey. And nowadays you've got so-called pastors, people who represent, who say they represent God, that are getting caught in scandals that are sometimes worse than those that don't even go to church. So-called ministers, pastors that are married, but sleeping around with men, impregnating women in the church, and child molesters, and doing all forms of vile, perverted things. I tell you this right now, you're sitting under anybody like that, you're not in a place where God dwells. You're just not. Those are wolves in sheep's clothing. Because when you truly, when that flesh is under submission to God, you cannot, you cannot violate that. 
your spirit will not let you. Your spirit just will not let you do all manner of vile, disgusting things. And so that taming of the flesh is the key to life, period. A true life is one filled with blessings and the fear of God. You cannot fear God and constantly oppose him at the same time. I always say God is the ultimate parent and that is like a child opposing an earthly parent with no fear of consequences or fear of that parent whatsoever. So in taming the flesh, you have to put practice in order to get maximum results. You have to exercise your will to say, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that because I know it's wrong. I know it opposes God's word. And in opposing God's word, that means that you are actually making a conscious decision on how you want your life to go. God's mandate is to say to us what his will is for us to have a blessed life. But God will not make you do it. When the instructions are already there, then it's up to that person. The free will is to make a choice. And you can either choose to do it God's way or your way. And God's way comes with his promises of all of what that means. Doing it your way does not come with promises of blessings. So basically, you're taking a chance on not being blessed, not being happy, not being healed, not being covered in your marriage, not being covered in your financial prosperity, and a whole lot of other things goes along with that. And also, when people continue to defy God, to use their flesh, and the flesh is constantly in opposition of God, that is another catalyst for generational curses, which God said that those curses would go from uh, all the way to the fourth generations. And we've seen people like that where something is always going on with those people. It's, uh, it's woe is me and all kind of, they may say bad luck, bad things always happening. Generational curses. And, the, and, there, and there are no blessings there. That's because somewhere in the ancestry, they continued to defy God. Their flesh was in con constant opposition to God. And those curses were created. If you're going to fight against anything, fight against the flesh that is not only an enmity to God, but when that flesh holds back your blessings and your happiness and your joy, it's really fighting against you. Your own flesh, carnal mindedness, is what's causing people to be in distress. Nobody's doing that to them. People are doing it to themselves. So this is a message on how important taming that flesh is 
for our goodness and our well-being. And this is something I don't hear anybody talking about. Everybody is making it seem like it's just something that blessings just fall out of the sky. Oh, it's a luck of the draw. And it's a this and it's a that. And things just happen. Not necessarily. I hope this message resonates with somebody that may have been wondering what is going on in your life. Why does it seem like you have to try so hard to make things happen? So hard to maintain things? Well, this message is a checklist. Check yourself. Check yourself with some of the things I've said. People know whether they are doing what God has told them to do or not. You know if you're following things that the Bible tells us to do or not. And if you are in in obedience to God or not. People know that. But you can't have it both ways. You can't live like the world, for the world, but want God's blessings. The two just don't go together. That's like mixing oil and water. You won't see oil and water blending together. Neither will it work to try to blend carnality with the spirit. It just doesn't work. I pray this message resonates with somebody. I pray that it, in resonating, that it will cause you to stop and think and make some changes in your life. If changes are needed, make some changes in your life for your better good. Share this message. And as always, that's it for now. And until next time, take care. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Life, Love, and Everything Else.